Our top stories is, of course, the lifting of mask mandates in the province of Ontario. You'll still have to wear a mask in select settings like public transit, healthcare facilities, long-term care homes, congregate care. All those mask mandates will still be in place until the end of the end of April when the province says it's going to put an end to all remaining public health rules, provided things don't go terribly badly because of the lifting of restrictions. Now we know that the science advisory table says, yes, the numbers are going to go up. Yes, hospitalizations are going to go up, but not to the point where we've seen it in the past. And likely the healthcare system will be able to handle it. Uh, whether or not we as citizens can handle it, I think that remains to be seen. We've had a walkout of uh, students walking out of class uh, across the GTA saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not comfortable with this lifting of the mask mandates in schools. Here's Jason DeYoung, who's a grade 10 student. I feel like masks should be should still stay mandatory because like I feel I kind of feel unsafe if like people don't wear masks. All right, what's this doing to our minds? I don't really I, we'll get into the the science about transmission in a bit, but I think that I think this is so important in terms of just the 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 mental challenge we have. We've been told wear your mask, wear your mask, wear your mask and then I mean I ap- appreciate there has to be a day in the calendar where we don't wear masks anymore. Well, here it is. And how do we handle that? In terms of our own psychology, Dr. Marnie Wedlake is a registered psychotherapist and a professor at Western University. Welcome to the program, doctor. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm having a little difficulty. I don't know if I'm, I'm ready to see everyone's face yet. You know, I think you're probably uh, just like everybody else is we're all having a little bit of difficulty and we're not sure if we're ready. And can you tell me a little bit about the psychology behind all of this being told, you know, this is the thing you have to do to keep everybody safe. You know, if you're not wearing a mask, you're going to kill my grandma. And now it's like, well, you don't, you, now you, you choose, you can choose whether or not to wear a mask. What's the psychology behind that? So, so I think what you're naming here is, is, um, is a, is a dissonance, right? There's a disconnect and, and, you know, we're all, uh, we're all able to access a ton of information really quickly in, in various places and various ways. And, and we're all aware that the information around whether we should or shouldn't be getting rid of mask mandates right now is conflicted. So how's that for an understatement? It's really conflicted. And, and it's not as though there's a definitive um, readily available answer here that tells all of us, here's the thing that is the right thing to do because it's based on this, that, and the other, right? So so most people, you know, whether they're pro-mask or, or they can't wait to get that mask off would, would probably agree that, yeah, there's not a really solid, reliable consensus on, on, on this idea of masking or getting rid of masks at this point in time, right? And so whenever we, we do this, we put this out there where we've got on the one hand, we have uh, our government and the officials connected are saying, yep, we're getting rid of the masks. Today's the day when most of them come off in most places you don't have to wear a mask um, versus the uh, the sort of conflict that comes our way when we look at science that says, you know, this is challenging. It may not be a great idea. We still have all these vulnerable people. So what we've done here is we've put uh, Joe and Josephine public in a place of conflict because there are conflicting messages all over the place. And we don't really deal well with that kind of a thing. When we're already kind of nervous, we're already kind of uncertain. We're already kind of feeling trepidatious about this. We're not great when the authority figures we're looking to, to help us be comfortable making a decision seem to be in conflict with each other. And so, you know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like little kids. If little kids say, well, mommy and daddy look okay, so I should be okay. Well, we have uh, authority figures in various places who are 
quite clearly and quite publicly in disagreement. And that's not a great way to instill widespread confidence in the public. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And we've, we've got this narrative of, you know, personal risk and be able to do your own personal assessment. And one of the themes throughout the next two hours of this program is going to be on individualism uh, versus, you know, collective action. And we value our own individual choice very, very highly. I mean, you think about the convoy protests. I mean, they were about a lot of different things, but one of the things they were about was about freedom of choice. Can you address this push and pull between individual choice and greater public good and, and what we want as humans? Sure. And, you know, um, yeah, to be to be honest, I wish it was that tidy that it was about individual choice. But as we know from a very from early on in this pandemic, a lot of the uh, a lot of the public health measures became politicized, right? And most people are aware of that. And that again is another source of conflict that most of us wrestle with. And so, so if you know if we had just individual choice, then I think most people could sort of sift through. Uh, you know, some of the information and, and be confident in making an individual choice. But because there has been a lot of politicization of this and there has been a lot of uh, backlash attached to decisions that people make on an individual basis, most of us know, you know, I've been thinking about this all weekend, that if I go out somewhere today or wherever it is this week, I go into a public place, um, is someone going to call me out? Someone I don't know standing next to them in a checkout line, are they going to call me out because I'm wearing a mask? And, and you know, I just don't want to have to deal with that, right? So there is there is this individual choice for sure, but our individual choice has been cluttered for a very long time by the uh, the, the uh, sort of conflict and the, the politicization of the various public health measures. And that's not stopping today. Most of us have seen stories in various uh, news um, outlets or social media uh, platforms where we've seen that, you know, um, innocent folks have been out there and they've experienced backlash of somebody else who's sort of given them a hard time for wearing a mask. And so so if if for no other reason there is that concern, if I go out somewhere, is someone, you know, going to, uh, you know, kind of intrude on my life, intrude on my day by calling me out for wearing a mask? And most of us don't want to experience that. I'm speaking with Dr. Marnie Wedlake, who is a psychotherapist and a professor at Western University. Can you just talk about how trust works in terms of public trust. And, and, and you mentioned earlier in your comments that the politicization of these issues has, has worn away our trust. I mean, can you give me a trust gauge on the public right now? Gosh, you know, I, yeah, and I, I would say uh, public trust is reasonably low right now, but I think that we'd all be smart to understand that that's going to depend on the, the, your own personal political position, right? Is that, uh, um, you know, it comes back to this idea that there is, there has been a very public display of uh, disconnect between uh, science and, and political agendas. And that's not new to the pandemic. And it's not new to, uh, um, you know, this particular arena. I mean, that's that's a, a very common thing in healthcare. If you look at healthcare, broadly speaking, there's four primary agendas that dictate what goes on in healthcare. We've got the political, we've got the corporate, we've got the patient care, and then we have the professional. And those agendas in an ideal world would all be on the same page, but the world is rarely ideal. And so the agendas are, those agendas are rarely on the same page. And so, so this idea of conflict between 
political and, and, you know, other agendas within healthcare is not at all new, but because the pandemic has affected absolutely everybody is most of us can't escape that conflict. And it has been so public because the, the, uh, the anger, the vitriol, the, the backlash has been, uh, you know, has been sort of tossed out there into the public arena. And so we're left with that residue today, dealing with and having to grapple with um, this reality that the agendas that drive what goes on in healthcare are not always on the same page. And we, we can't deny that, you know, so whereas in past, we've been able to deny that we've not been able to deny that. And because it is such a large event that affects everybody, I believe that it has uh, eroded away at the public trust even more than it normally would when it's a pocket of individuals where it's a particular interest that doesn't necessarily affect everybody. Thank you so much for your time. It's a fascinating discussion, and I think uh, something that everybody's grappling with today. Be well. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care. That's Dr. Marnie Wedlake, who is a psychotherapist and a professor at Western University.